Get fired up for another episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. A constant barrage of eye-opening conspiracies and ad-libbed innuendo. With filthy mouths and bad attitudes. Featuring Chris. On the streets, he's known as a jackass. Also featuring Parker. Yes, there's no two ways about it. He's super white. And our special guest, Alex. No one knows what it means, but it's provocative. Entire production supervised by Bigfoot. Now, let's join the boys for their latest episode. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. My name is Chris. With me, as always, is uh, Kodok and, uh, no, Modok and Kang. Those are the guys from Quantumania, right, Parker? Do I get any bonus points for getting that right? Buddy, even I haven't seen that yet. Yeah. Even my close friend, who is a full-on Marvel head, who has watched all of the Disney shows, we were talking this week, and he's like, so we'll just watch that in a month, right? Like, we don't have to go to the theater for that. <laughs> Hero of the week. Absolutely. Right, yeah. Because I don't know how to say no to going to a theater, so I would have been there this weekend. Yeah, restrained is appreciated. Uh, well, we watched Angel Has Fallen. It's been a few weeks since I saw it, so got to remember what's going on. But it was the third in the Has Fallen trilogy. Uh, we're effectively dads now as a result of watching all of these, and I like it that way. I feel like I have dad strength, but also dad weaknesses. So, uh, not my favorite in the trilogy, but still enough stuff to recommend it. What are your dad weaknesses? I have none, but if I did, it would be back pain and not enough love for my son. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But a lot of love for Bernie, so... All right, well. Uh, <laughs> Jokes for no one. <laughs> Correct. Everyone listening is going to think we're now a leftist podcast. But uh, About to, show everyone, <laughs> to show everyone we're back to I've a right. I've been trying to get their attention for three years. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry, uh, guys. We're, uh, we're on the right side, so it's okay to laugh when we use slurs. Because yeah. we're on your side. Yeah. <laughs> our sister show is Chapo. And our other sister show is, uh, what's the one with Dasha? Uh, Red Scare. Yeah. Uh, How was the movie? I, I wish that I had an encyclopedic knowledge of serial killers like Chris, so I could just name drop one that killed his siblings, but, you know. <laughs> I don't think I have killed my Yeah, well, anyway. Uh, Parker, do we have any news? Let's get this back on track. Let's get this hey. back to Planet Earth. You're the animated guy, right? You love animated movies. Like, we did before, but you appreciate the medium. So aren't you to... excited to see a live-action retelling of How to Train Your Dragon? A movie that is begging for dog shit CGI and kid actors. How excited what? are you for the death of cinema yet again? What? <laughs> I, yeah. I genuinely I don't understand this one. Alright. I, I, I have a question. Uh-huh. Uh, is a live-action CGI dragon a talking animal? Yes. It matters to the way. Cut is my cut. I, I think that has to matter. Yeah, I think that has to be it, right? So wait, so the Clifford the you Big have Red Dog signed our fucking death warrants, <laughs> you monster. I could have watched a Doctor Doolittle movie for this. There's so many. <laughs> oh, I could watch the good one. Uh, yeah, man, how to train your dragon? Let us know when you find it. The thing is, like, that's going to be a lot of money down the tubes because I can't imagine anyone's going to want to watch that. Like the first three, How to Train Your Dragon, the only three, How to Train Your Dragon movies from DreamWorks. Those are really good. Those are like I actually highly recommend those. Why would you want to do that? What? How would? Why would you tell it differently? It looks so good the way that it does. Why would you want to fuck with it? 
I will nice. only support it if they just get the actual voice actors to reprise the role because I want to see that would be funny. <laughs> that would be really good. All right, I, now never mind. I'm back in. I have some terrible news about children for you, Chris. Uh, you know, I don't know. I think I, I'm not I, saying that children know better, but I think children don't care about how to train your children. I look as somebody that has you know a lot of people in my friend group with children under four. Like, boy, there's a lot of like bombs that might be mailed to whoever makes Coco Melon in the next couple years. I'm just I just <laughs> gotta put that out there. I still don't know what Coco Melon is. Let's keep that. Apparently but, uh, it keeps the kids quiet but that's about all right. it. Yeah, I'd say good enough for me. It's like the Birds Channel for the cat. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea of putting on the Birds Channel for like Baby Josh. <laughs> or Gorilla Chat for me. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> Oh man, uh, do we have any other news? I, here's, I guess, I don't know, this is some news. I went to the theater with my buddy uh, David and we were talking about some of the trailers and uh, it, they didn't show this trailer but we had both seen it before so we were just kind of shooting the breeze about it. Uh, the trailer for the new Dungeons and Dragons movie and I mentioned offhand, like, my dad will probably see that because it kind of looks like Vox Machina. David got to the first episode of Vox Machina. He said, yeah, I, I didn't really like it very much, so I stopped watching it. So my dad likes a Dungeons & Dragons animated TV show more than a guy who actually plays Dungeons & Dragons. And I'm not really sure how to square that circle. I can see your dad being like an OG player who hates how casual it's gotten. <laughs> you know what's weird is I brought <laughs> it up to him. My race I, modifiers I, in 1.5. Like I, see, that's the thing is I actually called him out on it. I was like, uh, you like a Dungeons & Dragons show? He's like, uh, it's not actually based on Dungeons & Dragons. I was like, well, how do you know? He's just like, well, I've never played Dungeons & Dragons, so I wouldn't know. But like, I, it's, not, it's too good for Dungeons & Dragons. I think he just likes the adult humor in it. So. I think you caught him in a lie and he panicked. Oh, could be. Happens uh, to the best of us. That man was listening to Foghat and playing <laughs> <laughs> with all of his friends. He's, a, he's my jerk of the week because he called Foghat something different. <laughs> <laughs> Who are your jerks What's of the week? What's wrong with calling him Froghat? <laughs> oh, fuck. I can't believe you've done this. Uh, my jerk of the week is... Uh, this actually happened more than a week ago. But uh, mm -hmm. we didn't record last week, and it has mm -hmm. stuck with me since then. Uh-oh. Um, it is... I don't know who this person is, but I was in a parking lot, and I saw a sticker on their car. You guys you guys watch Friends. You know that stupid little fucking picture frame that they have on their door? I don't know whose house it is, because I never watch Friends. Uh, that, I, I guess that so. That stupid-ass little decoration. And not, the text on it says, The one where we gig them. And I've thought about this person for weeks. The person who goes and buys the Friends slash Texas A&M combination sticker for their car. And I hope nothing but bad things happen to them. Oh, I, man. This person lives near me and is just okay having that. A big win for A&M tonight. Balls went down. <laughs> did you draft them in Omni? I did not draft the balls. Um, my jerk of the week, you know, I, I, I tried to narrow it down because, you know, I haven't had one of these for a couple weeks, but, uh, I think I'm just going to go with everybody. I think fucking everybody is my jerk of the week because, all right, look, I'm not trying to do like a boomer death of culture thing, but like literally everything that people are talking about right now sucks so much fucking ass. I've never been more thankful for LeBron breaking the scoring record because it was like a fucking island like an island oasis in the middle of the fucking desert so I didn't have to talk about the fucking balloon anymore 
I <laughs> my god, uh, dude, it, I used is... that one a while ago though. <laughs> I it's it just keeps going. I I I. There are so many things going on, and I don't care about any of them. Like, if you have opinions about the Harry Potter game, I will pay you not to tell me them. Like, I don't care. I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit about anything that's happening right now. And, like, on some level, I should probably be happy. It's like, oh, the world's back to being boring. Everybody's talking about the most boring things imaginable. And then you get some fucking dickhead telling you about the Prince Harry documentary. It's like, yeah. come on, man. Like, like we don't <laughs> have to up, do buddy. this. <laughs> Yeah, we do. You made me do this. <laughs> I did not make you do anything. First and foremost, the Dragon Balls gave you an assignment. And, oh, uh, of course. My bad. And there are two more sets of Dragon Balls where that came from. Plus, whenever I add up the playoff game of games, just still haven't done. And frankly, Parker, all you had to do was read one article. Yeah, I know. I think about it every time <laughs> I have to watch one of these. I think about it deeply. God, it would have been really funny if you watched the Dog Mask game and timed how much he was on screen for it. <laughs> like a little you know, stopwatch. That, that legendary game that everybody That game remembers. we all remember, the underdogs. Yeah. <laughs> Can I just say, whenever you guys bring up the Dog Mask game, I genuinely... Uh, all I know is like there's one picture, because it's Lane Johnson wearing that stupid dog mask. Yeah. Look, you guys, I have no idea who the fuck their opponent was. <laughs> I barely know who Lane Johnson is. I fucking honestly, I don't think I watched that game. And that was I the NFC Championship. Yeah, they just wore dog. They just wore dog at the end of it. It was fucking cares. Oh man, we didn't get to all make our jerks of the week. That fucking pussy for crying. Again. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck him, dude. I hate him so much. Wait, did no, I have someone just... else for that? I don't remember what we said. <laughs> <laughs> Have we recorded since the Super Bowl? I, I don't, don't think we remember. did. I don't remember, yeah. Fucking. Uh, what, two Sundays ago? Yeah, oh, yeah, no. Shit, no, yeah. We, we have not recorded since I got gout in my fucking foot. Oh, yeah. Since Backup jerk of the week, by the way. Like, the human body, by the way. The national anthem. The, the human body totally counts as a jerk of the week because I, I started going to the gym awesome. again. I, I stopped going to the gym when I was doing the list. It, it broke me in, in body and spirit, Parker. That's. But, Completely understandable. I wouldn't like, want to live after that either. Yeah, so anyway, I'm like, I'm back at the gym, I'm doing the protein shakes and everything, and my bench is way, way down, and everything's down here, and uh, that that totally fucking sucks. There was something else, too. Oh, yeah, it could, my bench may be down because I was recently diagnosed with cancer, but it's skin cancer, so probably not the reason. Oh, there you go. Yeah. It's like the best cancer to get, right? That uh, Literally, what the doctor said is I was playing a video game. I was like, yeah. And she was like, uh, well, you, you've been diagnosed with cancer. I was like, all right, how much are you going to cost me? And she was like, well, good news. This is the kind of cancer you want to have. So if you guys are jealous, I can understand. I'll tell them See, to I always thought that bit. the best cancer to get was not having cancer. But yeah. You opened my eyes to that. That is I not technically she, a body part, Parker. She disagreed. Shit. So, uh, my Damn, cancer, you know? can't have any. Let's get into what we watched recently. Oh, I watched a documentary. I, I don't know if you guys are interested in like uh, the history of video games, but I, I find it kind of interesting to read about and maybe watch documentaries about it every once in a while. And they had a documentary about a game I've never played and will almost certainly never play called Night Trap. Are you guys familiar with Night Trap? Oh, yes, sir. Yeah. No, I think there's a documentary oh, about this? Yeah. Well, it's not a very long one. It's barely even 43 minutes, I guess. Alex, uh, you've never heard of Night Trap. Let me explain what it was. Uh, so the Sega CD was this little add-on that had these really shitty uh, like FMV videos. They were like terrible quality and everything. And the basic idea was like, if you press this button at this time, it'll go to this next scene. It'll play things like that. Night Trap was a live-action game where 
what were you doing? You, you play this guy who's like, you're kind of like a disembodied, I don't know, secret agent or something like that. And you control a bunch of cameras around a mansion, and there is a girl in there, and you have to save them from these weird ninja-like vampires who kind of like go, like they walk weird and everything. And there's like trap doors in there Sounds and everything. Based. It's, you know, if you tried it out, you'd probably think it's kind of lame. But it, it was very important in video game history because this was one of the reasons that the ESRB was invented. This alongside uh, Doom and Mortal Kombat. Senator Joe Lieberman at the time took a look at Night Trap, a very, very brief look at Night Trap, and concluded that it was all about uh, trapping women and depicting rape on screen and, and everything. None of that happens in the game. <laughs> it, is, it isn't even close to any of that shit. It's, uh... It is extremely tame. It's, uh... It's not even PG. It's, it's like, G-rated. It looks really dumb. And, uh... But he had an angle, and he used it to further his political career. Mortal Kombat, I guess he'd have a stronger argument about, and Doom, I guess, too. I don't know. But, like, Night Trap's always kind of, like, the weird one, where people look at it and be like, Really? Night Trap? That's the thing that you're gonna fucking get the ESRB involved here? Anyway, uh, the, the documentary is fairly interesting. It turns out there was a lot of hard work that went into this game. And uh, it wasn't an easy game to make, and there was some interesting stuff that went on behind the scenes. And uh, I guess I kind of recommend it. I, I kind of bring it up because uh, I think I mentioned on here before, the gaming historian on YouTube had a documentary about the making of Tetris. And I think that's one of the best videos I've ever seen on YouTube. It was like, justifies the existence of YouTube, and now I can watch that video. Well... Someone with a lot more money than me found that video, and they decided that they were going to put Taron Egerton in the lead role and release it on Apple TV. I have not watched it yet because it hasn't come out yet, but I am kind of curious. They're making it R-rated. Not convinced that it needs to be. It's about Tetris. Uh, the the uh, trailer is out, and <laughs> it reminded me of... What was that movie that Parker liked? Uh, Free Guy? It kind of looks oh, like that. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> really could have gone in so many directions. <laughs> Should have let us guess that movie Parker liked was. I almost, I almost said Pixels, but I was like, no, 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 turn it around on someone else. That so, was you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I watched I know. Free Guy, and then that day my fucking apartment flooded, <laughs> and I'm still not sure they're not connected. <laughs> Sorry. God himself was like, that's enough of this. <laughs> this house of sin you live in. Oh, jeez. Well, anyway, uh, the Apple trailer for Tetris looks kind of good. Anyway, let's clear up some assignments. I had to watch a oh, movie boy. musical. Yeah, I had to watch a movie musical. I chose one that's three hours and 45 minutes. Fucking of course what? you did. I made a right decision. This is called Lagan, Once Upon a Time in India. There's a bunch of Once Upon a Time movies. There's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Once Upon a Time in the West, Once Upon a Time in America, Once Upon a Time in Mexico. If you use that moniker, Once Upon a Time in, it better be good. And... And Once Upon a Time in India is uh, <laughs> <laughs> Once Upon a Time in India is really good. It stars the guy from Three Idiots. The basic idea here is this is Steve Martin. No, uh, the <laughs> the basic idea here is it's back, based baby. on a true story. It's uh, a poor Indian village. There, it's a bunch of white colonizers. It's kind of like RR, except they play cricket the whole time and don't release oh. any tigers. Do you not like cricket? <laughs> what the f how does cricket work, man? I watch a lot of sports. I don't fucking get cricket. I had to learn how cricket works for my job, and uh, let me tell you, it does not work well. <laughs> this is not a very good game when it was invented. You could tell it was a British invention. Anyway, uh, I don't have a lot of use for cricket myself, but the movie makes it 
kind of exciting. It's fairly interesting. Uh, the songs are really good, and uh, it is very typical in the sports movie mentality, in you know the dramatic finish and everything. But I, uh, I liked it. I had a really good time with this. Uh, by the way, uh, speaking of Indian movies, they're re-releasing RRR into theaters for one night only. At, for one night only at the Alamo. So I hope to be in attendance. Uh, Alex, oh, for yeah. you, do you know what that day is yet? Uh, I can look it up on my phone. Uh, Alex, yeah, for you, I can't make this showing, but there is a Wednesday night where they're showing Johnny Mnemonic in black and white. Oh, fuck yes, dude. Yeah. <laughs> that, oh, my lord. I, I will be there with the coolest people alive. Holy shit. Oh, my god. Oh. Do you think I can thrift a trench coat between now and then? <laughs> I think you can, 100%. yes. 100%. Yeah. It'd be weird if you didn't. All right, uh, let's see. I how that movie will look with dark sunglasses on, considering yeah. I can't see three <laughs> feet in front of me without my glasses. All right, next one I watched is uh, Elmer Gantry. This is one of the movies where a lot of people seem to know about it, but they don't actually watch it. I watched it, and I loved it. I thought it was really good, even though the name sounds like one of Parker's relatives, or maybe like the working title for Foghorn Leghorn. And uh, that wasn't an assignment, but this next one is. Uh, I had to watch... How many Eli Roth? I had to watch three Eli Roth movies. <laughs> I, and I, I, I made a. You a should thing. pick better teams, dude. Yeah, I, I have to admit, towards the end, I was just like, I was pick as quick as possible, get this over with. So, uh, I tried to do for all the assignments, pick something I haven't watched yet, and I screwed it up on this one. I picked something that I had already seen but forgot to log. This is a movie that I think I've talked about on here before called Death Wish 2018, the Bruce Willis version. I, a good one. I, I haven't seen the original, so, you know, whatever. Uh, I, look, rewatching a Bruce Willis movie because you forgot it happened. Uh, pretty powerful move this <laughs> a little week. little on the nose, yeah. my man. <laughs> yeah. So, Bruce Willis was in Death Wish. You may need to remind him. Uh, this before that news came out. Uh, he plays a surgeon. Oh my God, you did it! Yeah, he you plays a Parker's apartment, and then you killed Bruce Willis. <laughs> What's your fucking issue, dude? Yeah. So uh, let's see. My fucking uh, Bruce Willis. Uh, the basic idea here is he plays a surgeon, and his wife gets killed, and his daughter is severely incapacitated, and he has to go and find the bad guys because the police aren't doing anything, and he's taking the law into his own hands. Some people have called this a fascist movie. It's not really what the word fascist means. It's just like a pro-NRA movie. It's not even like, I guess, pro-NRA. It's just pro-I-want-to-use-my-guns-on-bad-guys movie. There was a there's a scene that really sticks with me the second time where uh, it's like one of those cabinets where you like you push a button and like a game over 9,000 drops out of it. And uh, that's, how he, that's what he uses to defeat the final bad guy. There is some gore in here. Eli Roth cannot help himself. He is a piggy. But uh, it's... You know, not anything I haven't seen before. It's, Literally. Yeah. This is somehow the best Eli Roth movie I've seen. <laughs> it's, it's just it's just like kind of okay. Uh oh next well, I guess I'll talk about the other Eli Roth one. I only watched two of the three. I know the third one's gonna be a house with a cock in the walls. The next one is one that Alex has seen. This is called The Man with the Iron Fists. This was Hell yeah, dude. This was not directed by Eli Roth. It was directed Correct. by it was directed by RZA, and it was co-written with Eli Roth. Now, I don't think GZA was a uh, part of this. However, this does in fact star Russell Crowe, who is obese, 
as a gold hunter named Jack Knife. That is <laughs> correct, dude. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much enough to get me in the door. Uh, who else is in this? Jamie Chung is in this. She just keeps coming back on movies that we talk about on this podcast. We've absolutely seen everything she's ever done for this show. I, yeah, exactly. It's not that much. Yeah. Right, yeah. But I'm glad she's in this. Uh, who else is in Oh, yeah, Lucy Liu is in this. Sorry to say. That's Look, it's not like a great movie or anything, but I'll say this. It's a heck of a lot better than the vast majority of the Shaw Brothers movies that it's taking influence from. And credit to RZA, who knows nothing about movies, to put out a movie that is better than his influences. This is a lot more fun to watch than those other ones. That being said, it's kind of bare bones uh, and bare skin for some of it. I say that there's actually, I don't think there is any nudity, but all the women are prostitutes. And feels like maybe we could do a little bit better, but whatever. Nah. A lot of them can fight too, so there's well, I guess that. you have to check out the sequel and tell me. I did like. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Boy. <laughs> I downloaded that and never watched it. That should tell you everything. I was going to say, because, yeah, because no one fucking watched that. <laughs> All right, uh, I also had to watch. Uh, how many did I have to watch? I, oh yeah, I had to watch three Kevin Smith slash Kevin James movies. I decided to go with an easy one here, with a, Kevin, with a Kevin James movie called Hotel Transylvania 2. This is actually a sequel to Hotel Transylvania 1. You don't so. say. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, next movie is... <laughs> I was going to do that. Anyway, uh, it is directed by Jenny Tartakovsky, so I kind of... That was a real reason I wanted to see it. It is not as good as the first one. And the first one is surprisingly underrated. I, I really do like that one. This one, what I've read is Adam Sandler got really involved because the first oh, one was like wildly successful. He's like, oh, I can push this onto a lot of audiences. That is to the movie's detriment because there's a clear delineation between Jenny Tarnikovsky gags, uh, Adam Sandler gags, and uh, whoever the guy is who does the voice of Triumph the Insult Comic Dog, he's the other writer. <laughs> Oh, and uh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Believe it or not, his, you can tell when those are his jokes versus Sandler's jokes, because Sandler's jokes are the weakest of the bunch. And that's the thing about the movie is, I think there's like too many gags. There was like a heartfelt message in the first movie. And in this one, it's kind of it's kind of undercut by the end. It was just like, wait, what message are you trying to tell? And uh, Every, everyone does a, like a pretty good performance. Even Selena Gomez does a pretty decent performance, and she doesn't have to try. She's already got enough money. But uh, yeah, it's okay. But I have to admit, first time I've ever been disappointed with a Jenny Tartakovsky project. I will probably see the third one just so I can fill uh, an assignment. But I do hear it's better, so got that going for it. Speaking Let me tell of you it, about the fourth one, there's just a fourth one. It was that's the thing is uh, the could, fourth. Chris could have watched three of these. Well, see, that's the thing is, I don't think I would have, because uh, I, I want to use one of my assignments on Chasing Amy, which I still haven't seen. But, oh, uh... Do that too. Insist, That'll be a filler episode at one point. Yeah. Well, uh, anyway, speaking of animated movies... Yeah, actually, yeah, I, sorry to interrupt, but go ahead and just pocket that for uh, whenever finals week is. You right, exactly. That's about what I was expecting. Anyway, uh, speaking of animated movies that aren't any good, man, that fucking Pinocchio movie last year was horrible. Everyone is talking about, like, oh, yeah, fucking Pinocchio is really good. It's animated. Guillermo Toro is fat as shit. I don't give a shit. This is fucking terrible. Everyone, know, everyone knows the trailer. Let me play the little, the meme that came from the trailer. Pinocchio. 
Father, when can I leave to be on my own? I've got the whole world to see. This is Polly Shore. I say, is that Pinocchio. Shore? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is Polly Shore as Pinocchio. No, I'm just fucking with you. I didn't watch the Guillermo del Toro version. This is the uh this is the Russian version. <laughs> the Russian version was uh, released. It was clearly made for about $5. And it has the voice talents of Tom Kenny as Geppetto. Check this out. Geppetto file. <laughs> got him. Uh, it's got a... Uh, who's the guy from uh, Napoleon Dive? Was that Jonah Hess or something like that? Whatever that guy's name is. He plays uh, the horse. Tibble. Jonah Hex. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that guy's name is. And... Uh, and it's in fact got Polly Shore as Pinocchio, who really does what he's not doing. That voice from the trailer, which is the most like, it, it just exemplifies the emoji of someone painting their nails. Uh, when he's not doing that, he sounds kind of haggard throughout the movie. It doesn't really sound like the way that Pinocchio ought to sound. What is the basic story of Pinocchio? Well, it's nothing like the book by uh, Car Carlo Collodi. It's let's see, uh, Pinocchio. There is no cricket, for example. Jiminy Cricket is not in this. Uh, instead, uh, in fact, I don't think there's a blue fairy. Uh, he just leaves Geppetto because the police are looking for him. And, uh, he, go he leaves with his horse, he comes across a, a troop of performing animals, and they're like, ah, a talking wooden puppet. And I was like, that cat is speaking English. Like, come on. Uh, the, there's a thing about translation. Like, we could talk about, like, all the anime OVAs and everything, how they change some of the words and stuff like that, but... It feels natural for the way that people speak with, you know, pauses and rhythm, etc. They did not do that for this one. They went with the most literal translations possible. You know, one day job for all the voice actors. Clearly recorded on separate days. Uh, in separate rooms, maybe on different planes of existence. So there's, like, no chemistry or anything. It's just kind of weird to behold. Uh, and still probably better than the Disney adaptation of Pinocchio. Or, or should I say it was the Robert Zemeckis version of Pinocchio. Which I don't think oh anyone God. actually watched. Was, yeah, exactly. Let's see, what else did I watch? Uh, oh, I told Gabby's boyfriend about Manhunter. That dude has never even heard of Manhunter. And Man, that's fucked. Dude, I started like shaking. I was like, can we go home and watch it right now? He's like, no. So I was like, okay, you should go watch it. And he's like, oh, so it's kind of like Red Dragon. I'm like, it is Red Dragon, except that. so just. <laughs> and then I realized I haven't actually seen. Sounds like seen... a joke I would make. <laughs> and then I, uh, and then I realized I haven't actually seen Red Dragon all the way through, so I put it on. Uh, Alex, years ago, you called Red Dragon unwatchable. I could understand that with the perspective of knowing, well, Manhunter exists. Just watch that; it's better, which is true. It is better in every single way that matters, but. I, don't know, I thought Red Dragon was okay. It, it wasn't terrible. It was actually pretty good. But now that I know Manhunter exists, why would I watch Red Dragon over that? You know, uh, there is one thing that I, I do kind of prefer Red Dragon at, and that's the that is the portrayal of the Tooth Fairy Killer. With Ray Fiennes in there, he actively tries to stop killing, which is something you don't often see from serial killers. It added a little extra depth to the character. But, uh, yeah, I gotta say, Brett Ratner, a rare miss. So, <laughs> Would you say uh, Anthony Hopkins' DH was convincing? Oh, yeah, <laughs> that, him a ponytail. that fucking ponytail was really good, yeah. <laughs> That's the only part of that movie I've seen is him in that fucking ponytail. <laughs> yeah, you know, honestly, I think if you were to watch it, you'd be like, oh, that's alright. But they try to go for jump scares and moments, and you're like, oh, no, come on, don't do this. 
Uh, th- some of the, the the lines are identical, but they don't have anywhere near the same impact. There is obviously too much emphasis on, on Tony Hopkins, which, I you know, I understand it, because that was an Oscar-winning performance. You want to see more of that character. You don't really care about anyone else. But the, the first movie, Manhunter, really understood the proper way to do it. So I, I don't think I can, in any really good conscience, give a true recommendation to Red Dragon. It's more of a curiosity. Uh, it is the uh, the only middling uh, Hannibal Lecter movie that I've ever seen, because uh, Hannibal is just awful, and uh, Hannibal Rising no good. So anyway, uh, what else did I watch? Uh, a brief one here. I watched Love Story because I'd never actually seen it before, and they talked about it enough in that book. Uh, the kid stays in the picture. That I was like, all right, I should actually sit down and watch it. And now I have seen it. The next one I watched was Logan's Run. Uh, Logan's Run is, that is a 70s movie, and that is not a compliment. I, I like science fiction, but I don't <laughs> like science fiction that much. That's the thing that gets me, I, I was telling this to Parker last week, uh, we didn't record it, but like, 1977, Star Wars wins the Academy Award for Best Special Effects. You see that movie, you're like, eh, that makes sense. Logan's Run, the year prior, won the Academy Award for Best Special Effects, so you look at it and be like, oh no, <laughs> this looks fucking adorable. <laughs> you, you can see like little toy cars going, it's just, it kind of broke me in a way because uh, it was like, oh my, I keep talking about like, I prefer science fiction movies that are about something. And Logan's Run is very much about a whole lot of things where Star Wars is about nothing. And Star Wars is objectively superior in every single way. I was like, oh my God, do I just want space opera? God, like it really, <laughs> one of the one of the great things about having to, you know, watch older movies for this show is like, you really understand the Star Wars fandom more when you think about that fucking desert that was the 1970s of movies. Yeah. And oh, yes. Something that looks good and is a, has a tolerable plot comes out. It's like, oh shit, this actually is the greatest thing I've ever seen. Like, That's I, I understand you 70s people. <laughs> right, yeah. I mean, I was looking, I was like, man, I just want likable characters. I, I've been jonesing to watch Flash Gordon ever since Logan's Run. <laughs> But, Dude, which, by the way, live, flesh, Living flesh. long enough to have all of my ignorant takes from five years ago just become like, <laughs> actually, I think you were on to something yeah. really incredible for me. Doesn't it feel great? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I want sci-fi that's about something. All right, well, here's ten years of dog shit. <laughs> Enjoy, buddy. It's your favorite decade. Oh, yeah. By the way, Flash Gordon could possibly be a future episode. We'll oh, see. Oh, it sure is. That movie yeah. is something else. One of my favorites. Anyway, I was thus revindicated where I watch actually the best science fiction movie of all time, and I'm not fucking around here. Wally. Wally. I haven't seen Wally in years. So when Wally came out in 2008, I was like, well, this is it. This is the greatest movie ever made. It's all downhill from here. And then I just didn't watch it for like fucking 15 years. And I'm saying I, something for you. That's yeah, I know. Not right? available for you to see six times in theaters. No, actually, uh, it, it, they haven't re-released it. I kind of wish that they would. I uh, really like that movie. And uh, finally, I I had a I had a gift card, so I was like, oh, spend this on a Blu-ray. Put in Wally for Valentine's Day. It's not just the best science fiction movie. It's probably the best romance I've ever seen. Easily the best animated movie I've ever seen. It's just good at every single thing that it does. I wish more movies could be like this. I wish more Pixar movies in particular could be like this. Uh I love that movie from top to bottom. What I really like about it, because what can you say about Wally that hasn't already been said? Here's something that I like about it. It's not just the pacing, but the speed. The speed with which a lot of characters move is a way that's kind of integrated to the story that it 
also progresses the story very quickly. And the audience is never, you know, fearful of missing something. Everyone's able to keep up very, very easily. Uh, I love Wally. Anyway, last one here. <laughs> this is a letterbox review, but like, uh, David, I was like, hey, you want to go see Coffee at the Alamo? Coffee is a 1973 Pam Greer black exploitation that they were showing uh, because it's Black History Month. And I said, well, ticket prices are $7. How could I say no? I've been hanging around Josh a lot. And uh, we sat down and watched it. We got like 15 minutes of the pre-show. And one of the, uh, the pre-show trailers that they showed was called Black Mama, White Mama. And I kept thinking about the ringtone from Archer, Mulatto Butts. So, <laughs> that's for you, buddy. Yeah. So that's been in my head all day. <laughs> yeah, good for you, man. I'm happy for you. I guess. I guess. Uh, I guess the last thing here is I. This is all stuff that I watched like last week, but with the exception of coffee, I did finally finish The Sopranos. Here is some breaking news that The Sopranos is pretty good. But uh, what I really liked is uh, before we went to coffee, he took me to a brewery that had a bunch of uh, uh, pinball tables. And they had a Sopranos table. And what I saw, having just finished The Sopranos, my face lit up like Jack Skellington where he sees the Christmas tree door. And I was like, oh my god. And I went over there. They play like these little sounds for the show. When he like when he hit the ball, it plays like the HBO Max like thing, and then plays like this really <laughs> shitty like MIDI version of the theme song where you can't even tell what the words are. And uh, Parker on the Joe is like every single time you hit a flipper, you hear him go. There's a, like a little boat. You hit the the ball in there. It's like oh, Tony had a quickie on the boat. It's like ah, that's where he goes to have sex. Uh, there was a talking uh, Big Mouth Bass. That's a little thing from the show. And uh, in one of the uh, things, I killed Big Pussy, who was one of his associates. And apparently that was a spoiler for David, who's I'm never dead. seen it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you stayed on the old beach too long. That's what happened. Anyway, uh, yeah, I can recommend The Sopranos Pinball Table. Alex, what did you watch? You. <laughs> 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 All right. Um, let's see what we got here. All right, Parker, this might only be a message for you, so let me just ask questioningly. Like, does your girlfriend watch, like, all the stupid cooking shows that are on every fucking streaming service, or are you safe from those? I'm safe somehow. All right, well, uh, I have no idea what fucking show it is, because, you know, Gordon Ramsay's in, like, 17 of these things. But, you know, sometimes they're just on in my house, and I'll sit down and watch. I think this is a new one where, like, Gordon Ramsay has, like, 24 hours to, like, fix a failing restaurant. And that's just kind of the premise. He just comes in and, like, yells at people that are bad at their jobs, and then they make better food. Uh, however, in the ten minutes of this episode I saw, they're like, his whole thing was like, alright, we're gonna trick them so I can find out what's really going on when nobody's watching. And in order to do that, he dresses up as a crew member, which is just him wearing a great big bushy beard to go eat lunch with the crew. And in his place into the restaurant, they send a guy wearing the shittiest Gordon Ramsay mask you've ever seen in your fucking life. They're like, yes, this will be a distraction. Everybody will be focused on the fake Gordon while the real Gordon is analyzing things. And everybody in the restaurant is just looking at this fucking monstrosity that looks like fucking Michael Myers sitting eating dinner in the restaurant. And then Gordon pops out of the kitchen and goes... Well, actually, we've tricked you. That's not me. And there's this dramatic <laughs> reveal where he takes off the fucking mask. And it's so 
fucking good, dude. <laughs> I don't know what this show is called. I don't know how watchable the rest of it is, but whoever came up with that stupid fucking bit that looks like... Like, it has the same energy as when we were watching that ghost hunting show in the hotel room and they had the CGI <laughs> dancing baby in the window. Like, look, you see the ghost right here. <laughs> like, it's, it's just like, ah, yes, we have tricked you. Feeble, stupid diners. That is not the real Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> it's just, it's, I, just, I needed you to know that. Um, Thank you so much. I'm going to seek this out somehow. <laughs> I can't, like, again, I can't say anything to the quality of the rest of the show because I think I watched like 15 minutes of this episode total. But if any oh, of the rest of it. If you think I'm watching perfect, anything yeah. outside of that scene, you're out of your fucking mind. <laughs> It's so fucking good. I can only take so much reality TV. <laughs> Vanderpump Rules is back, and I—that's all yes, I can. Dude. That's all I can tolerate. I'm sorry. That's fair. You know, that's completely understandable. Uh, couple rewatches here. Uh, rewatched one cut of the dead last night. Uh, yes. Still great. Um, if I have one minor problem with that movie, having now seen it for the third time, it's that as much as I love the second and third acts of the movie. I think I would have been happier to just watch an hour 20 of the first act, because I think it's really, really good. Like, when they're making the shitty movie, I kind of really love that part, and it takes me, like, ten minutes to reground myself when it ends. The spoilers, I guess, but, mm-hmm. um, I don't think that's real spoilers at this point. The movie's yeah, it's six years weird. old at this point, yeah. but, uh, um, no, like, really great, really unique movie. I just, like, I could have used more of the first thing. I really liked the first thing, <laughs> so... Uh, not not an insult. Not an insult at all. Easy, solid four and a half stars, if not more. But uh, I also rewatched a favorite on this podcast, The Last Jedi, <laughs> uh, on a TV on mute while I was at the Hibachi restaurant. That's probably the way to watch it. That's uh, the way that they originally intended. I so like we got there like and I was like I saw like you know one of that shots of like you know when they were like zooming in on one of those spaceships from far away i'm like oh hell yeah i love things like this and then it was them on the fucking space b52 and i was like never mind i know what this is so you know like oh, we sit from down. the beginning nice. oh yeah dude oh yeah <laughs> so i'm like trying to avoid watching cause there's like not even subtitles on this i know what's happening but i don't really know what's happening because like i know how fucking bad it is and the hand to God, I fucking caught the shrimp when the sh- the chef flipped it for like the first time in my life, and I look up and it's Space Hillary walking out onto the bridge of the ship. And <laughs> it's just, like just this, this from your moment, lips. this moment of glory in my life completely ruined by how much I fucking hate that movie. So, uh, uh, backup, backup, jerk of the week, uh, Ryan Johnson. Fuck you, piece of shit. I fucking hate you. Fair. Yeah, you you subverted my expectation that I would be watching a good movie. Congrats, man! Like you really fucking showed me. Fuck you. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> gotta get that last one in there. <laughs> I. Anyway, <laughs> I'm just gonna stop here. Um, uh, watching a movie both you guys have seen called uh, "Terror of Mecha Godzilla." Uh, oh, yes, we have. Been summoned. Look, I'm not saying this is good or even decent, but I do appreciate a Godzilla movie with aliens and a sea monster. And coming so. up with a new villain that makes the most annoying sound on the fucking planet. Correct. Uh, yeah, you know, your mileage may vary, and by that I mean if you like Godzilla, you've already seen this, and if you don't like Godzilla, you have absolutely no reason to watch this. Yeah, this will not convert you. Correct. Uh, watched another movie that both of you guys have seen. Uh, 
because apparently my wife has decided that she is into slashers now. So, um, oh my goodness, uh, yeah, so love that for you. It's I mean, gonna I be, don't. it's gonna be a couple months of uh, quality content before we exhaust all of the ones that are available for streaming. But uh, good thing we, we did our homework. We're ready. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but we uh, we watched a movie called Intruder. Oh, uh, yes, sir. <laughs> uh, very much enjoyed it once it got going, because, like, dear God, there's so much of those fucking kids working in their stupid little shopping uh, grocery store. I don't know. I forgot what that was called. But uh, um, still mad a week later about faking me out with the fucking uh, lunch meat slicer. Like, absolutely go fuck yourself. But uh, other than that, very good. <laughs> very happy to see all of these heads get mangled by, you know fucking bandsaws and shit like i know Isn't what we're here for sam raimi one of the random workers there correct is, yeah hell yeah dude make a good movie that's very solid i i think i got pissed off where it's like it's uh bruce campbell comes in at the very end i was like why does he keep doing that only at the very end of the movie because they're not gonna pay him it's good work where you can get it i yeah. guess pay 25 cents for that i'm sure uh speaking of 80s horror movies uh, hey Parker, you know that like entire decade when like one tenth of all the horror releases were just ripoffs of Carrie? Oh, do I fucking ever! You ever heard of a movie called Evil Speak? I have, but I've not seen it. All right, well, let me set up Evil Speak for the listeners at home. Uh, so basically, Carrie knockoff at military school where Clint Howard is just getting the shit bullied out of him <laughs> for like an hour. <laughs> and then he uses an early 80s computer to summon the devil. Okay, and when so I say... We don't have anything picked for next week. Uh, I'm not hearing <laughs> any reason not to. When I say uses a computer to summon the devil, I mean, like... <laughs> you need to see it. You actually... I like. As, as I know both of you are fans of the fucking shitty computer CG, especially from the 80s, just seeing, like, a DOS prompt, like, have all the letters move around to form a pentagram, and then just <laughs> flashing the name Esteban on the screen. <laughs> like, it's yes. so, so fucking good. Uh, the first, I don't know, two minutes of this, or, like, the plot setup, where, like, uh... This, this fucking dude gets, like, banished from the Catholic Church of the 1500s in Spain, and so they go do, like, a ceremony to summon a demon, and part of the ceremony involves, like, chopping the head off a virgin. So you see the head get chopped off and go flying into the air, which they use as a scene transition in which the head turns into a soccer ball that lands at a high school football game. Oh my god. Four stars for that alone. Like, you guys. I, it's... We're... We're doing it. <laughs> I, look, if you guys want to do this, like I'm, I'm not going to talk about it much more. Uh, I am totally fine with doing this movie because I believe it is right up our alley. Uh, but uh, Cause, yeah, we like, eat this shit up. If you enjoyed it, then there's definitely something there. I mean, like it's it's Carrie I mean, ripoff. You know, it's it's Carrie know. ripoff. It's a little bit boring plot wise. Like you know, there there's uh, you know, it kind of just goes for a while before he finally gets his revenge. Also, Parker, do not watch this with your girlfriend. Oh, fair uh, enough. Just Good gonna, enough. um, there is a little dog, and I'm gonna yep. leave it at that. Uh, um, understandable. Uh, one last Appreciate thing. Appreciate the heads up. Sometimes last... I forget to check, and she is <laughs> yeah. very mad at me when I do. Oh, yeah, we, we had that same experience. Like, they introduced a little dog, and I'm just like, well, I know what kind of movie this is. And she's like, yeah, they're not gonna, right? And I'm like, 
well, you know, I if I tell Man, you, we're going to have to turn it off, and I'm really into this <laughs> devil computer movie. So Man, it's uh, called the 80s. It's absolutely yeah. going to happen. That is correct. Um, One last thing to talk about. <laughs> Parker. Uh-huh. <laughs> Don't say it. Don't think it. <laughs> Don't say it. <laughs> Hell Don't yeah, think dude. It. <laughs> What brought this upon you? Uh, <laughs> we were both really stoned on the couch, and we put on Skin and Marink, and we lasted like ten minutes for like we need to yeah, watch I did, stupider. And uh, I did not make it ten minutes because there was like four of us in the room. I was like, this is not going to work. <laughs> Turn yeah. this shit off. I so like we we back out, and I see the Bye Bye Man on the list, and I'm like, you know what? I've heard this movie's fucking stupid. You want to watch it? And she's like, I don't have a better idea. <laughs> Man, that movie's so fucking dumb. It's unreal. Yeah, <laughs> One of the stupidest fucking movies I've ever seen in my life. I had a blast. And not just because I pretended they were trying to avoid saying slurs the whole time. Which <laughs> made it like 40% funnier. Correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't like halfway through they have a scene where they go uh, research the Bye Bye Man at a library? Even though it's like <laughs> late 2000s. And they meet the librarian who's like, oh, you don't want to know about this. There's some scary shit. And like 10 minutes later, that woman gets hit by a car or some shit. That is correct. <laughs> yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. Well, she, she hears the name because she's the librarian that knows about the Bye Bye Man and has presumably known about the Bye Bye Man the entire time. But he's only back now. So all of that knowledge before doesn't matter. Ignore the continuity. But yes, the she gets fucking launched by a car with the shittiest late 2000 CG you could possibly ask for. It's God. so fucking I'm good. so happy that I remember that somehow, but I don't remember my dad's birthday sometimes. It's, it's so cool for me. I... <laughs> I was prepared for how stupid this was, and yet still impressed with how fucking stupid this was. Because, like, you can kind of squint, and you can see the premise for this working. But they just do the absolute worst job with the premise I have ever seen in my fucking life. Like, it feels like if they had screened the movie and it played better, they'd be like, alright, cool, you just gotta change that name. I feel like they just watched <laughs> it and went, nah, that's fine, it'll get more attention this way. <laughs> My God, they keep saying it, and they're scared to say it. So, like, there's all this tension around hearing that name, and then you hear it, and you're like, "Guys, come on! This is a fucking Key and Peele sketch. Like, come on, guys! Anything else?" So it's like how people that wear notorious RBG shirts feel about saying the word Voldemort. Like, it's <laughs> so embarrassing. What a film! Extremely happy I watched this one. Thank what a week you for you. Thank you to the horror community. You guys, you guys are doing good things in the world, and uh, I just won't watch the bad ones. That's not how Incorrect. you're supposed you to do it. Correct. You will exclusively watch the bad ones. Well, when you I say the bad ones, I mean, yeah. I mean the ones that uh, you know Chris has to watch for the list. Right, yeah. Had to. Uh, we're forced at gunpoint too. I understand, man. Yes. Uh, Yes. <laughs> Five stars on the inverse rating scale. One of the stupidest <laughs> movies I've ever seen in my life. Uh, that is all I have, Parker, uh, if you would like to go. Well, what a perfect segue you've given me talking about the bad horror movies. Now, uh, now we bust your balls about like A24 specifically. I think out of the group, I enjoy more of them than most. You adamantly hate most of them. And I'm like, okay, I, I kind of get it, I guess. It's not for you. And then I watched a film called Men. And that movie 
<laughs> is every movie you've ever described as I fucking hate these fucking movies. <laughs> There's a letterbox review that lives in my brain constantly from one David Sims. It's about uh, Last Night in Soho, and the entire review is, Men are bad, isn't it? And that's what <laughs> men is. A metaphor so fucking subtle. <laughs> Sometimes um, men are bad, but is it all men? I don't know. Well, you know, not the ones that can punt a football, you know. They, they yeah, I mean, you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah, you know. What, are we supposed to just, like, not give the guy a second chance? <laughs> Technically, be his first chance, because he didn't give him a first. I, I did my own legal research, and it yeah. seems like he's pretty innocent. There were some improprieties with this trial, you know. I'm just saying we need a punter, but. Oh, my God. I, the we lawyer was weird. Since, <laughs> we literally haven't talked since that Hail Mary, you guys. Get <laughs> <laughs> fucked, fucking I, losers. I them I just I'm I'm so happy that they'll be convinced they should have won that game for the rest of their lives. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Isn't it beautiful? It, those really are the ones that hurt the most. I, Chris knows. <laughs> I mean, you know, you, you get seven of them, it stings a lot less. But uh, you know, you did lose to Nick Foles. I understand. I I, I understand your pain. We won the next year. I don't even remember that game. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Min is a movie about how men are bad and men can be abusive and there's a lot of different men but all the men are scary and abusive and that's the whole movie what's that alex are you asking me if there's gratuitous shots of a creepy ugly old naked person oh ring that bell buddy you better believe it wow you don't say it feels like with that one on their own it feels like it was made in a lab to be every one of these movies you've described for the last like three years and uh i mean that carried me through it it was a humongous disappointment because it's the director of uh, Ex Machina and Annihilation. And I really like both those movies. And this sucked a dog's dick. Absolutely wretched. Like, I don't need every movie to be subtle, but, like, don't treat me like I'm a fucking moron. I get what you're saying. Yes, men bad. I got it. Fucking terrible. Now, a movie that is terrible, but also sort of good but also still terrible um a film that popped up on hulu when i opened it one day called man eater i saw that title i saw a picture of a shark i hit play that's all you need i almost did the same thing tonight well let me tell you about this film um trace adkins the country singer plays a prominent role in this film Fuck yes, dude. Yeah, as in, like, honky-tonk, badonkadonk. Uh, that dude is a pivotal character in this film. Oh, yes, you have a question? Yeah, is he related to Scott? Um, I did not see any impressive acrobatics, but he played a ukulele a couple times. I think he's supposed to be, like, an island native, which is uh, definitely a choice <laughs> that they made that I appreciate. It's like the agent Hawaiians always say. <laughs> Howdy, y'all. <laughs> so... Well, we're introduced to him and his daughter, and they have like a 30 second scene of like, oh, you used to be, you, know, you didn't want to get everybody, now you want to go surfing. She's like, oh my god, dad, I love you so much. We have the best relationship. And then 30 seconds later, she gets murdered by a giant shark. <laughs> That's her entire life. And uh, this is the point where I realize like, this movie is about country singer Trace Atkins on the hunt for the shark that took his daughter. And you guys, when I say I was buckled in, uh, it has one of my favorite lines in movie history that I've written verbatim. 
where uh, he goes into the police, the sheriff's office, and he's mad that they haven't found the shark, which, just do with that what you will. Um, they're trying to tell him that, you know, these accidents happen, like it was, you know, like it was tragic what happened to her, all that. And this man looks at him and says, tragic is when your daughter dies in a car crash. Tragic is when your daughter dies from a heroin overdose. My daughter was eaten by a fucking fish. <laughs> One of the funniest things I've ever heard in my life. Does he complain about how his tax dollars are being spent? <laughs> no, that might not, uh, I might be on the cutting room floor, I'm sorry. Uh, there was a lot of plot to get to. There was a whole subplot with a bunch of 35-year-old uh, teenagers taking a booze cruise and just getting picked off one by one. Um, this might surprise you, but the most dog shit CGI you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> better or worse than Ghost Shark? Not that much better, considering <laughs> how many years later it is. <laughs> Should be better. Um, he decides just to load up a bunch of rifles and hop on a boat and just go island to island in search of this fucking shark. I mean, yeah, that's what I would do. Uh... I'm a huge fan, uh, just to get the budget across. There's a scene early on where the tour guide's describing all the different sharks that are out there, but he's just pointing off-screen and naming what they are and describing their features, but it's just a close-up of him because they couldn't even afford to CGI sharks or get more footage. So that was pretty good. That's pretty much what you're working with. Most of this movie is uh, people standing on a boat with a very obviously cgi beach behind them, which, again, incredibly good. Um, spoilers... He does, in fact, get revenge on the shark in the end. And the movie ends with a sequel tease. Oh, yes! <laughs> in which he is just chilling at home, strumming on his ukulele. And the fucking sheriff comes up with some other guy. And he's like, hey, uh, this this guy needs your help. And he's like, oh, you know, there's sharks out there and all that. Tell him the truth. Oh, that shark killed his sister, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and the guy starts giving this sob story about how, like... The people, the people on our island won't stop it. The locals are saying that the monster inside the water is a spirit. Then Trace Atkins looks at him and goes, "That's just fucking stupid." <laughs> and then the movie ends. <laughs> Five stars, incredible. I like the idea that the sequel is going to be called Men Eater. Absolutely, I'll be there for number two. Prefer Man's Eater. <laughs> right, you don't want to get it confused with that A twenty four movie that Parker liked. Of course, yeah. Oh, God, what a film. Oh my uh, god, could you imagine if there was an A24 shark movie? It'd be the most conflicting day of my life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, jerk of the week, however, is this movie, because I realized I still had a, an assignment for a movie under 3.0 on IMDb. Pull this up, 3.0. Ooh. All, if I I thought about making like five accounts and giving it one star. <laughs> you should ask Josh for all his extra emails. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, really yeah, thought about really. it. Because, <laughs> man... Could have really killed two birds with one stone there. Yeah. Episode three with M. Gotta get everything IMDb prior stars to this. on this. Everything else in prior to this gets cut. This is just the only reason we're doing this. I <laughs> am a right chuffed geezer right now, you guys. <laughs> we I open... think chuffed is a good thing. Oh, I don't know. I, don't I mean, know. you're the expert, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, we start with a history lesson about the English Empire and slavery. <laughs> you can just go ahead and do the mental math on why that's in here. Uh, you, can, those, you can piece that together. Those nonces. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
and we end the history lesson with like, you know, it could be like a real progressive moment when the royal family finally catches up with the rest of Britain and when it comes to social equality. Sure. Yeah. Go to a soccer game, dickhead. Yeah. But just framing this as like, wow, this royal wedding could really like bring the royal family out of the dark no, ages. No, 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 Parker. Parker, you don't understand. They're throwing bananas because they know the players need potassium. Yeah, I mean, they get right, hungry yeah. out there. Are you mental? It's like Mario Kart. You, they didn't have any blue shots. Well, you, so you ever played youth bananas. football, get the bag of oranges? Like, come on, guys. <laughs> they don't have clementines out there, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> so they just throw bananas at people. <laughs> So, I'm sorry. That's reminded me of the the sound effect that our WA posted for the Super Bowl. Was <laughs> you can go ahead and just edit that in right yeah. there. <laughs> You're gonna. Oh, we get another fucking sob story about how oh the journalists and the paparazzi are so bad, and you know oh, oh these people they cover the royal family and all this, and then they just throw in a line of like. I mean, yeah, they believe, like, you know, since uh, all the citizens there pay taxes for us, that they should just, like, be able to follow us around. But anyways, it's like, no, 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 back up. Absolutely fuck yourself. Yeah. So, yeah, this is, like, episode three in a row with them crying about, it's so hard being, like, royalty and famous because, like, people take pictures of us and then they write mean stories about us. Man, that must be so hard. He talks about how difficult it is having to be nice to all these mean reporters. Because, again, we're hitting this note again. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think, like, 90% of journalists are absolute subhuman fucking annoying pieces of shit. But Can I don't have to pick a side. Fuck both of them. Um, it's just really... I understand what they're saying because it must be so difficult to, like, constantly be hounded by the media and constantly have your name on TV and in the press... So anyways, I'm watching uh, the third of six hours of their uh, self-produced show about their lives, and then I'll be picking up his autobiography. Must be real fucking hard, being on TV all the time. Terrible. Uh, Update, Uh, now her friends and family call her Meg instead of M, and I hate it just as much. I cannot... I'm waiting for the fucking voice, man. Holy freaking crap, Lois is <laughs> What the deuce. Ladies and gentlemen, for a second here, well, there was a light at the end of this tunnel. Because we got the Nazi costume. Yes! Whoa, hey, whoa, whoa, hey. Folks, because uh, I mentioned this last time, but this thing does not go in any fucking order whatsoever. It just hops around constantly. Yeah, yeah. So we go from... Oh, the... They're so mean to us to, hey, we're going to get married soon. To she starts rambling about her fucking niece, and I could give a rat's ass. <laughs> and then we go to the fucking Nazi thing. And this dude, this was his chance. I was ready to be an H fan for life. But the way he just fucking cries, like, oh, she immediately, I was so embarrassed, you know, I was so sad. Like, fuck you, just say it was funny. Wait, he said and immediately, he, immediately when? After he put it on, or what? Yeah, 20 years ago, you fucking prank. Immediately, I, I knew I was guy. doing wrong, but the buttons were stuck and I couldn't get it off. Such a fucking nerd about it. Instead of just being like, yeah, you know, I didn't realize it was a big deal. I, I, was, a, I was a kid, I grew up in this weird fucking Habsburg family behind bars, like, 
that happens. And Stay's like, oh, I was immediately ashamed of it, and I went and talked to a rabbi. I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> it, cuts, it cuts to M, and she's just well, like, he's still wearing funny. the uniform. <laughs> <laughs> I've been stuck in it for so long. <laughs> <laughs> Makes it awful feel like hard a to real get a wanker right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just he writes it off within like it's a minute long. The whole segment of like the news coverage and be like, I was immediately embarrassed. And then I talked to a rabbi and I talked to a Holocaust survivor. I was like, damn, that was fucked up. I need a, great. I need to look. At I couldn't special. just have this. So Ooh, we jump from this to his enlistment. Yeah, again, here we go. No timeline whatsoever. And all we get is just more fucking talk about him visiting all these fucking bases and talking to troops. Like, give me the fucking POV of you in that helicopter committing hell war crimes. <laughs> talk about your kill streaks. No, instead it's just more of his charitable efforts to help veterans. Like, this is the most <laughs> self-serving shit I've ever watched in my life. It is so irritating. And then... We get to the wedding, and that's like the entire second thirty minutes of this episode. Is it's so difficult? We just wanted to have a wedding, but we couldn't invite these people. And the paparazzi—they were lying about these things. And the paparazzi was trying to pay people, and then we had to be nice to them because that's how it works for some reason. And then my uh, dad, my dad was like staging pictures for them, and it was really hard because like I love my dad, and then but, but my dad couldn't come to the wedding, which is another thing they just breeze past. They're like, yeah, and then the dad couldn't go. It's like. You, your father couldn't come to your wedding. Uh, anyways, we're in love so much, and we have so much fun, and I love her, and it is honestly the most irritating thing I've ever watched in this show. Like, I ha- I'm having difficulty getting through this because, like, a shitty movie is a shitty movie. Like, either it's just boring, and you're like, I'll just skip it. There's nothing to talk about, or it's really dog shit, and you can really have fun with it. This just like I feel my fist clenching for <laughs> sixty minutes at a time. Watching these annoying fucking pricks who have more money than God complain that, oh uh, yeah, you know, it's just like people take pictures of me a lot and it's really difficult. It, I want to put my head through a wall watching these fucking people. And every single person they interview is just someone who's just sniffing their fucking farts completely up their ass. There are multiple people reiterating that this wedding will like, finally, this will... This will make the entire fucking UK take a look at their history of racism and, you know, the Commonwealth and all the fucking... Oh my, I'm getting heated. I can feel it. <laughs> I feel my fist clenching <laughs> up again. This self-serving, self-aggrandizing bullshit thinking. This ugly fucking ginger and, and the fucking third lead from Suits <laughs> would make an entire country be like, Damn, we should stop being so racist. I cannot believe people let this happen. That was, like, the entire crux of the episode is, you know, uh, racism is bad, isn't it? There's a lot of that around here. But maybe, if I fuck my wife, we can all be a little (laughs) less racist tonight. (laughs) Jesus fucking Christ. So, Parker, you're you're halfway through. Three more hours! Yeah, Parker, you're halfway through. All you gotta do is do what you just did again. Oh, (laughs) All I had to do was read one article. <laughs> I hate so much that, like, there's, like, some talking heads, but most of it is just them just giving their side of, like, yeah, this was a fucking thing that happened. Anyways, it did more charitable work here. I'm like, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. 
we fought after three hours I finally got something interesting of him dressing like a Nazi and he's just like oh no I was really sad about it and then I talked to a Holocaust survivor I was like damn that was actually real that's crazy and then I didn't do it anymore and that's all I get that is the only enjoyment I've gotten in three hours I'm gonna be honest I, I don't know what the, it. that's the thing is like, I don't know what you can do with the rest of the three hours besides just showing the first three episodes like over again yeah I don't understand <laughs> except this time they're wearing silly hats it's just a new game plus run. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking hate this. Making Markle clipping into Iraq. Because <laughs> like they briefly talk at the end about uh, the paparazzi paying her dad to like stage pictures. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. What and they just breeze past it. I'm like, what? No. What does that mean? Yeah. Give me more details about this. That I want that's hard. To I want an with. hour of this old man who. They show old home videos. He looks like that one guy from 90 Day Fiance with no neck. Like, I want to hear 90 minutes of him talking about getting paid and be like, you want me to hold the Britain book this way? Yeah, just like that. Here's 50 grand. Like, what is this deal? What is this oh, racket? I would, do, I would so do that. 50 grand? I would to hold suck a book? my own dick for 50 grand. What are you talking about? I mean, that's just value all around. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Exactly. Well, I don't have say. 50 grand. I wouldn't. And I I'm mean, conf- I'm, I'm being paid to hold a book about a country I hate. Yeah, like I'm confused what the pictures were because they only showed one. It was literally just oh, like some fucking lame ass photo op. Like, what is what is there to gain by this? Why would someone pay him to do this? What is the end game? What is the goal? <laughs> this and they just go past it. Like, it's like the British equivalent of like Hillary Clinton's paid speeches at Goldman Sachs. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think that's probably an apt comparison. Uh, it's like, who cares? This doesn't fucking matter. Every well, time there's so, like a nugget of something interesting, I'm like, okay, I could like pay attention to this. They just rush through it in 30 seconds just to cut to them talking at another fucking banquet somewhere. And I just want to die so badly. You know, guys. Parker, I don't know that much about m because I only read one article. Oh, you're talking but, to the right guy. <laughs> well, what I remember, uh, there is some controversy over... I don't want to get... You know, two spice on this podcast. Some controversy over race. Now, yeah. uh, well, actually, uh, <laughs> you haven't heard much about it because racism's done now. Well, yeah, because he fucking fucked morons got married. Yeah. <laughs> well, the thing is, like, I remember that there was controversy over uh, someone in the royal family, not Harry, called uh, Meghan Markle a slur or something like that. Did that actually happen, or what's going on there? Hey, you know what? Maybe I'll learn in episodes four, five, and or six. I would kill long. for someone to say a slur. <laughs> I'm begging for anything to That would be a hell just... of a twist, you know? That would be a hell of a twist for Harry to say, Right, and I heard uh, William. He called <laughs> her a hunky. Didn't even know slurs. <laughs> Didn't I, even go to primary awesome. school correctly. <laughs> <laughs> I have to keep reiterating, all of these boring fucking stories are just being told by them. They're just reliving like... Yeah, oh and then God. I flew over here and I talked to these people. And then they just roll some old footage like, wow, great. That's so exciting. Can you tell me anything more about all the racism? Uh, here's some old BBC footage. Like, <laughs> no, tell me specifically about a racist thing that happened to you. Uh, someone yelled the N-word at my mom once 30 years ago. Okay, but like, what about you? Because we keep getting all this vague tabloid shit. Yes, the tabloids are fucked. Understood. But like that doesn't affect you. That's not that's not real. But no, we just have to hear about how they're gonna solve racism, and we get all the fucking footage of 
All these fucking homunculus, ugly-ass British people, like, lined up for the wedding. And I think that's what next episode is going to be, the big wedding. Boy, <laughs> I can't wait to learn all about it. I wonder what they wore. I wonder if I'll live next week. I wonder if you'll ever hear my voice again. I... Man, if you die, I gotta finish it. <laughs> I gotta know yeah. what happens. This Let me see. Episode killing four. me. Yeah. The episode starts by covering the couple's wedding day. The couple talks about their struggles in their first residence, Nottingham Cottage, which well, they said was too small. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I feel it. I oh, feel something slipping, you guys. That is the first two sentences. Oh, it's the big wedding. This bloody cottage is too small. <laughs> Great. That's so awesome. Oh, good. Another fundraiser. Can't wait to hear more about her, all of her work. Boy, the fucking self sucks about all these fucking fundraisers. I. It's so irritating. So I cannot. Far. At least the Hillary one would have been funny because she's a big fucking loser who's never done anything. This is just. Oh, that wasn't that funny. I'll be honest with you. This is just fucking. Some fucking red haired golem and his stupid wife. Do you, <laughs> I don't fucking care. Parker, do you think episode six is going to be how they're going to try to sue South Park for making fun of them? Oh. <laughs> like, how. If we're at the wedding now, like. Oh my god, I just got to episode 6, and the first two words were Tyler Perry, and I almost dropped my phone. <laughs> oh my god. How does this keep happening to me? Wait a minute, maybe I should re-up on Netflix. <laughs> How does, what am I supposed to do with this? Like, Watch an Madea entire subplot. Like, again, one of the only things I enjoyed, there was a whole subplot about uh, Megan's half-sister. <laughs> Like someone she literally hasn't seen since she was a child, and even then she doesn't remember, just talking mad shit to the press and talking about how she's not fit to be royalty. I'm like, I want to hear more about this crazy lady. And then we just don't. I'm like, please. That all just leads to um, that woman's daughter, her niece, wasn't invited to the wedding because these fucking pussies couldn't invite one without the other. Every single time they do something, it's the most spineless shit. Like, well, uh, your mother's been trashing me in the press for five years, so you can't come be in my wedding. You're like a sister to me. Bye. Love you. These people <laughs> fucking suck. They suck so bad. Like, oh no, we put her on speakerphone and we both told her why it wouldn't be safe for her to come. Can you just, like, imagine the sort of person who watches this without an assignment? You know, the sort of person who's I went like... to Letterboxd and uh, I was just reading between the five stars and the one star reviews and mm -hmm. I think my brain, what's <laughs> left of it, has turned into mush. <laughs> you have become All the Joker. All of these five stars talking about how this, she is the moment. I am going to become the Joker, IRL. Oh, dude, my favorite ones are the one stars that are just mad. And like, and she talks so much shit about the British society and calls us all racist. I'm like, yeah, that's my game. There's a lot of those. Where it's just one sentence about how she speaks so badly about the people in the UK. Those guys own. Those people watching six hours and crossing arms and getting mad that she dared call British people racist. Those guys rule. I'd like them to take my spot if that's, I That's awesome. Alright. <laughs> Shit, I should all do right. that. I should go to Letterboxd and look this up. <laughs> it's like all ones and, and half stars. It's really incredible, honestly. <laughs> she is the moment. You know what? Like, oh, I, that... Uh, oh. <laughs> 
All right, so Angel has fallen. Uh, this starts with extreme paintball. Uh, <laughs> this is opening rules. I don't think I told Alex this, but uh, LG Rhythm on YouTube started recommending me extreme paintball videos from a guy who's like, oh hell yeah, like That's a professional up. at paintball. To all the people say like, oh you know, wealth inequality, you can't get real jobs, dude. They pay you to play paintball. <laughs> this is fucking. Oh, man, I gotta, I gotta post. Can we add paintball in the Omni channel? <laughs> dude, good idea. And, One uh, star. Six hours of anti-British hate by Americans and authors of books who say everything is racist. <laughs> like, I'm liking this review. Don't read my reviews out loud. Okay, so. Uh, So it starts off with extreme paintball. Uh, Gerard, but sorry, Violence Jack is uh, working his way <laughs> through this obstacle course, and uh, we only learn at the end. Ah, oh, it turns out it was all just a VR training mission for Metal Gear Solid. And uh, I think there's a, a moment where like his wife is reading a story to uh, their kid. I was like, I wonder what kind of stories he reads to his kids. It's got to be nothing but like Tom Clancy, right? She's the only one in that house that can read. <laughs> The best part of that opening paintball simulation thing is that, first of all, like, that opening scene is just, that's dad blue chew on film. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Tactical style <laughs> operations, sweep and clear, affirmative, have you checked your six? And that dude just walks up pissed. He's like, Yo, why'd you kick me down the fucking stairs? He's like, oh, I told you to treat this thing like it was real. But I, that guy's got a point. Like, if I'm doing, if I'm playing paintball and someone Spartan kicks me down the stairs, <laughs> I am trying to hit him with my car afterwards. <laughs> what a piece of shit. Everyone knows it's not real he's fucking 50 years old like half the plot of this movie is like he has cte and he's dying and he's out of shape and he's just kicking people downstairs yeah at one point should. yeah at one point he starts having an episode because someone fired a glock too close to his ear and uh it really does feel like a pit bull just suddenly went mad and now it has a taste for the toddlers and uh, he starts, like, foaming at the mouth, sitting across with the president. The president's like, are you sure you'll want to resign? And he's just like... <laughs> <laughs> Mr. President, he's never acted like this before. Yeah. <laughs> he's usually so calm around, yeah. well, other presidents. I don't know what it yeah. is. <laughs> In this universe, instead of suicide by cop, you just, like, walk up to Mike Banning, and you point at his patches and accuse him of stealing valor, and he just rips you in half. I, he grabs you by the neck and ankles and pulls. Yeah, I, I will say it was kind of nice that... Uh, so he goes out on like a, a fishing trip with uh, Morgan Freeman. They had to bring that joke back from the first movie. And uh, he's sitting at... the up, second movie. And the second movie. I, I gotta tell you, man. Uh, here he is sitting, doing the most boring activity on planet Earth. And... He actually starts thinking to himself, because I thought, you know, with nothing to occupy his mind or body, that he would just kill the president. I thought that that would be the twist of the movie. He's finally gone mad. <laughs> Look, <laughs> someone sets off fireworks and yeah. he just goes apeshit. Yeah. If, you're, if you're one of the dads that has watched this movie that is listening to this right now, I don't want to ever fucking hear it about a president golfing again. I will take a dude playing 18 rounds of golf a week over going fishing one time. Yes. At least in golf, you do shit. Like, yeah. I'm glad someone else is anti-fishing, smooth brain do you too. have to be to fish? Like, fuck fishing, dude. Yeah. Like, fishing is actually the shittiest. Oh, it's... You can, you can be at peace with nature. It's like, you know, I could also do that doing literally anything else outside. Exactly. And I don't have to worry about fucking mosquitoes, chair. too. 
Fuck fishing. Parker's been Fuck oddly fishing. quiet. <laughs> Parker's yeah, a I went, went once as a kid. I was like, hey, so when are we going to do anything else? And that was the end of that. <laughs> Parker has his game that board. sucked. And wow, this is great. So I have to leave in the car is what you're telling me? I have to. <laughs> yeah, he needs some sun. <laughs> Good one. You got the Game Boy Color. You're just looking for anyone to do like the magic gift with. <laughs> All right, I so sure wish somebody would attack us with drones right now. Yeah, well, <laughs> so, that's the thing. Uh, reminder: like... <laughs> London has fallen ended with like him deciding not to resign, and this just opens with a doctor telling him like, "Hey, if you go out there for the big game and get one more concussion, you're gonna fucking die." And he's like, "All right, whatever you say, man." Which is followed by a scene where President Morgan Freeman sets everyone down in a room and goes, "Hey, which of you guys is the leak?" <laughs> and then he goes fishing. Yeah. It's incredibly good. So that's where he's like, I think he, it's when he's on the boat. Correct me if I'm wrong, because it's been a couple weeks since I watched it, but I think it's when he's on the boat with Morgan Freeman. The boat's just fly casting there. And uh, Morgan Freeman's like, Do you want to retire? And he's like, I, I don't know. And Morris, it's it's okay to retire. You know, you can stop foaming at the mouth. It's okay. And, and Troy Moore's like, uh-huh. Consider it. And then they get attacked by drones. <laughs> Hey, you have a, a toddler child, and if you get hit in the head one more time, they're going to carry you out of their like, varsity blues. Do you want a desk job? <laughs> fucking I, insane. He's struggling Look, with his belt. This movie makes the argument that maybe the Dolphins coach shouldn't have listened to Tua when he said he could play. However. <laughs> but you know what? He made the right call. Yeah, hey, remember how we, he remember how we the ended the second movie joking for like 10 minutes about how the moral of the story is like, yeah, anyways, just use drones. It doesn't yeah. matter. There's no repercussions. <laughs> so anyways, the president and all the Secret Service get droned. Yeah. It's cool that they listened to this uh, before I was able to edit the episode. But yeah, I dude, I like that shot of the drone exploding that one guy into the lake. I was like, yo, do that so again. So good, dude. I, we should like do 24 fucking warfare. wishes. Yeah. That was fucking awesome. Anyway, how, how mad are all the people that worked on Twenty Four that, that we didn't have drones back then? Like, oh my god, dude, bring it back! Anyone want to fucking imagine? Bring it back. Kiefer Sutherland could probably still pass for like sixty. I mean, Gerard Butler could do it. Yeah, I mean, also, like we could have like old guy Kiefer Sutherland. Like, yeah, that's even better than recasting him. Let's fucking do it. Bring me out of retirement. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, what? The reason I love these movies so much is like. Because this scene, you've seen something like this a hundred times, but this scene features all these Secret Service agents dying horribly. And Gerard Butler's reaction is just to go, fuck! And then dive into the water. <laughs> he yells, fuck, watching, like, Cobra Commander murder all these people. The same way I yelled, fuck, when Dak forced that second down throw against the 49ers. <laughs> like, the, Doesn't and, narrow it down, buddy. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> you know which one. No, I actually don't. Oh, it doesn't well, narrow it down. <laughs> fair. Yeah. Well, uh, anyway, Banning is being framed for the president's severe injury. Why the fuck would you frame Mike Bit? Well, the guy, how did this like, work? Prevent, he prevented World Wars three and four, and they're like. I think he did it. He turned on the president yeah. for money. See, that's the thing, the weirdest part about all this. So I'll explain the back, the backstory as much as I remember. If I get it wrong, uh, I guess fuck you. The basic thing here is, I will reveal who it was the whole time. It was the vice president, because the vice president wanted to be president, because it's a little bit more fun. Oh, and vice president nerdlinger? That's yeah, fucking... yeah, vice president, the geek from The Simpsons. He's, uh, he's behind it all, and he's working with uh, a PMC, I believe, uh, Blackwater Jr., 
and uh, they're now bad, and uh, they want to get a lot of money, so that they, I guess they just want to get a lot of money. And uh, they they actually use the drone technology, and they make it fly away from Mike Banning, because they don't, because, like, well, he's in on it, you know, that sort of thing. Drones my, with facial recognition. Yeah, exactly. Like, the, the drones oh, know oh. that Mike Banning is uh, is a good guy. Actually, I'm going to be honest. If I was a drone, I don't <laughs> have a... horses know the yeah, American yeah. bombs. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Knowing what I know about Mike Banning... If I was a drone, I'd fly the fuck away from him, too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <he> absolutely. <laughs> so here's the thing that gets me about it. Is, uh, it's implied that uh, the vice president knows that Mike Banning was close to the president. It's like, oh, that would be a good passy for all this. Why not make it so it's like, oh, no, he finally went nutso. I don't think the movie makes it like that argument. It'd be like, oh, yeah, he finally flipped and decided to uh, kill the president. Not a soul on Earth would be shocked. They'd be like... Uh, yeah. final, hey, uh, yeah. hey, yeah, uh, finally happened. Yeah, <laughs> well, people bring in the anti-banning squad. <laughs> <laughs> but but we'll get to that. Yeah, <laughs> we will get to that shit. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah. Anyway, he's being framed. It's classic setup. So our thing is like we have to hunt him down, but uh, he has someone who will be working alongside him. Before we get to that, though, I guess we could talk about the the big rig over the road chase. Which uh, is one of the more boring chase sequences I've seen in a movie. Very not good. Yeah. Of, of all like the bad CGI that's always in these movies. Oh yeah, that reminds me. It's like uh, we get the title drop. It was one of my favorite title drops. And then it was some reporter breathlessly going, Ladies and gentlemen, the United States of America, it appears as though our angel has fallen. <laughs> it's, it's Gerard Butler with his fucking beard and everything. Being like, I, I didn't do it. It me. <laughs> What they don't explain that is that they mean the angel of death. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly the birth rate goes up. People think it's safe to walk outside. <laughs> this movie is just absolutely dying during the scene to be playing. I'm only human after all. <laughs> it's, I mean, you know, good on them for the restraint at yeah. a rare point in this movie. But, you know. Uh, oh, around this time has a scene that uh, really stuck in my crawl where of course um he is accosted by the uh southern gentleman the people's militia <laughs> you're gonna tell this. me these guys are gonna be like hey on a second that's that guy that killed our black president i don't think so buddy let's hog time like, guess again swing and a miss boys they would they would buy him a fucking beer <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I'd be like, hold up, hold up. You ain't paying for that gas. Your money's no good here. <laughs> <laughs> like, like every time a resistance lib tweets about somebody shoplifting baby formula. Except right, like yeah. the right wing version of that. Yeah, the BTI. <laughs> if I see somebody that shot that president, no I didn't. <laughs> it's, 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 it's a Spider-Man thing. You know, they just pass him around. They take off his mask. My God, he's no older than my great-grandfather. <laughs> 170 years old in this movie. It's so cool. Well, he's not quite as old as his daddy. Parker! Who oh, plays his daddy in this movie? Oh, oh my god. That is uh, Nick Nolte just chewing on the lead pipes. I fucking loved I was not expecting how old he was in this. Oh, by the way, just apropos of nothing, uh, uh, for Alex, they are in fact showing Silver Bullet at the Alamo. 
Oh, God, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I will see you at Big the cinema. God. Anyway, Nick Nolte. So Nick Nolte has a beard down to his knees. <laughs> Nick Nolte, a.k.a. Clay Banning, the <laughs> Vietnam Tunnel Rat. <laughs> Dude, the tunnel in this movie that he digs, it's, uh, who was that? what was that fucking movie that we watched with uh, Dennis Quaid? Where he has his oh, own shit. tunnel. The, the what the fuck was that called? Yeah. yeah. It wasn't yeah. Yeah. His oh. fucking dad lives in the woods. He lives in the basement from yeah. Barbarian. Yes. Yeah. So cool. <laughs> it's like, wait, they, they'll know where we're coming. And the, the fucking tunnel that he has dug. I don't know if the tunnels actually look like that in Nam, but goddamn, I want to be with those guys. It sounds fucking... Well, actually, it sounds smelly. That's a, like, that man... There is no way he doesn't have jars of piss and squatch traps at his little abode. You know, that's the he thing. Has, is like, we dude, talk- he has a manifesto in the corner. Like, <laughs> flip through that, please. You know, I'm thinking about this, and uh, we keep calling this a dad movie. Maybe this is a granddad movie. You know, <laughs> you go here with your. I don't. Neither my. Uh, I never met my grandfathers, but I have a feeling that at least one of them was watching it. Be like, yep, that's how we did it. <laughs> Me and Pat Pat were watching that this on Veterans Day. <laughs> the problem with it being a grandfather movie is that then you'd have to explain drones to somebody who's like 80. <laughs> right. Oh, good fucking luck. Those giant vampire bats. like a bird. <laughs> Get some buckshot and I'll take care of them. Um, so uh, the bad guys, uh, Danny Houston, which... Hey, surprise. Danny Houston's the bad guy in this movie. I know. Yeah. Hard to tell. <laughs> Uh, Chris, I know you're a big fan because you were a connoisseur of people with extremely large heads, so I know you're excited to see him. Um, him and his his little goon just like start tip typing away, like, ah, we triangulated him. Uh, this guy right here who lives in a tunnel system in the woods. And they're like, all right, bet send the strike team out, which turns into Mike and Clay Banning, father and son, just detonating bombs and killing like forty-five <laughs> people. <laughs> Um, best line in the movie right here is uh, as they're bickering as these men are being exploded Mike Banning's like now they know where we are and a hundred year old Nick Nolte goes good fuck them and then just lights some more dynamite this is the greatest movie I've ever seen in my life I think by the way I think it's around this time that uh, who's the uh, the black secret service the, the replacement for Mike Banning is a black woman what because this by the way this movie's woke and uh, she she immediately suspects him, so she's a she's a dupe. And of course, what a fucking broad doesn't try trust America's greatest hero. I think Jack I think with the timeline of this movie, it's right around the time that he and Nick Nolte start blowing up members of the United States <laughs> government. That she's just like, hey, wait a second, maybe he's good. <laughs> he's he's too good at this. He was he can't possibly be insane yet. Based? <laughs> I mean, he can't possibly be that concussed. He must be all right. Meanwhile, Morgan Freeman's just sitting in a in a hospital bed. They got to film that scene for like fifteen minutes. I think he can still run the offense. Let's get him back yeah. out. There, <laughs> can he play? <laughs> this is also this. I I guess jumping ahead here, but he ends up turning himself in. And oh, what uh, the fuck ever. And everyone is just like, "Oh, you're coming with us." He's like, "Wait, wait, wait. Think about it. Why would I turn myself in?" And they're just like, God damn, he's got us right there, don't he? He's one step <laughs> ahead of us. 
You know, if I have to admit, I would. If I was arresting, I'd be like, I don't care what you're doing. Where the hell is your dad? We need to put that man in the ground oh where he belongs. Do you think he's trying to skyfall us? Oh shit! <laughs> sure he was. Uh, we can't skip over the scene, of course, where the goons go to Mike Banning's house to take the wife and the child, <laughs> to, and are just surprised murdered by Nick Nolte. Oh right, yeah, I forgot about that. Knife. Oh yeah, <laughs> kills the shit out of those guys. Hello, uh, I have an order for a dozen red roses. <laughs> oh, <I'm laughs> that's how he introduces himself to her, it's like killing those people. Mike Banning, he was delicious. The, <laughs> <laughs> the strongest fucking endorsement for defunding and closing the Department of Veterans Affairs that I've ever seen. <laughs> if just regular dudes that were in Vietnam are capable of this, like, we need, these people need to be, like, put in, like, fucking internment camps like the Japanese. Like, what are we doing? I would not so want to get, lying. you don't want to get all those guys together. <laughs> it's just one, point. it's just one bad night at Chow where they're just like, ooh, I hate soapmail raisin cookies, and then they've just, like, established their own, like, what was that thing they had up in Seattle where they had, like, their own, like, the Chaz? <laughs> the Chaz. <laughs> the Chaz with a bunch of Vietnam vets. Yeah. I would move there tomorrow, mostly for protection. I would, uh, yeah, exactly, I'd be safe <laughs> i would not yeah <laughs> you already look like one of them you got the beard oh you got the hair like a girl huh <laughs> little fucking liberal like, like fucking three quarters of them do too You're yeah fine. yeah nick nolte had longer hair than you do yeah but that's because he... alex is the one he who would jars stand out <laughs> that's because he jars his own piss it's different yeah. it's not he would go to a haircut if they weren't all a bunch of fucking Charlies waiting to get him sitting down with a razor to his throat. Yeah. That man ain't going anywhere. Yeah. Um, when I realized that uh, Dad wasn't just going to be like, all right, well, good to see you again, son. When he hit the road with him, I kicked my feet <laughs> yeah. like a little schoolgirl because I thought we were done with him. I was kind of hoping, like, the, I hope the sequels, because they are still making sequels, apparently. I hope the sequels are about Nick Nolte. Uh, Gerard oh, Butler could be like a background character. <laughs> I want oh, the I want the, the Nick Nolte spinoff movie. <laughs> Look, let me just put it this way. As somebody that's seen every episode of 24, by the time they got into introducing Jack Bauer's dad as a character, that guy's just in every season after that. And I have to assume this is following the same trajectory. I so. sure hope so. I mean, speaking of trajectory, by movie six, because they want to do three more, Yeah, it's President Mike Banning, right? Like that, that has yeah, to yeah, be the I, end I hope game. So. Yeah. Where he just dismantles the Secret Service and just stands like outside. And, and it's not actually it's not actually him, you know, killing criminals. He's just like cutting taxes the whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> he Another it just deregulation. <laughs> uh, I'm kinda I'm kinda concerned though. Shooting the director of the EPA. <laughs> I'm kinda I'm kinda concerned that like has fallen five would be like what was the I guess it was Rocky Five where it's about his son and I didn't care about his son. Because, like, what if, like, that kid that he's raising from the crib and reading Good Night Moon, Good Night Terrorist to is, like, he grows up to, like, be a shit lip or something? That kid's gonna get kidnapped for three movies in a row. That's, oh, yeah, easily. That's, yeah, uh, sure. Also, counterpoint, Mars has fallen. Uh, just put it out there. Yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Mars has fallen. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea of the reporter breathlessly saying it. 
I mean, Morgan Freeman gets a promotion to every movie. Like, there's nowhere to go but, like, Emperor of the Universe, right? Yeah. Not only are you the president, you get to spend this whole movie laying in bed. <laughs> You're welcome. I'll sign on the dotted line. <laughs> <laughs> can, we, can we get to the vice president's plot here? Like, his whole... Yeah, let's... Yeah. The... He wanted so to be president. He wants to, he wants to start Cold War II. Yes. That's it. Yeah, that's well, it. That's, that's yeah, it's a good. Idea. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was thinking, yeah, good idea. <laughs> what if we did this again by framing the Russians? Like, okay, I haven't used them sure, before. Buddy. I gotta tell you, you know what's missing? What we didn't talk about is not quite enough killing because of the other episodes. It's just like, oh god, violence. Jack is on the loose again. Oh, but I now... mean, that's before we get to that fucking hospital, dude. No, <laughs> holy yeah. shit. This movie is in my favorite genre, which is dudes in tactical vests shooting at each other in a public setting. Yes. <laughs> I don't know what the shorthand is for that, but that's my favorite genre. That's that's such a good way to describe it, dude. Because, <laughs> my god, the hospital. When they just have to start evacuating everyone as Blackwater moves <laughs> in. And Mike Banning just like grabs a handgun and he's like, I'll kill all of them, Mr. President. I promise. I will not die and it just goes and kills all these people it is beautiful uh, this, we have like a couple scenes of him being like oh man my CTE almost slowed me down and then he kills a guy with a knife <laughs> <laughs> like just fucking every time it's like oh his ears ringing and the, the vision's getting blurry like oh this is the time that you know years and years of hard work finally gets the best of him and then he's like no actually i'm fine i'm gonna go murder six more dudes with it's knife. just like getting yeah. hit with a flashbang in call of duty it's like all right just like shake your controller for like three seconds okay okay we're clear we're clear <laughs> well by the way for the end of this uh the end of this movie uh president morgan freeman sits down with gerard butler and says all right now do you want to retire and uh, Gerard Butler says, yes, please, God, please, take me out. I, I, I don't think I can do this anymore. I, I will kill so many more people if I keep doing this. And uh, and uh, Morgan Freeman says, ah, but what if you tried really extra hard to be good? To which Gerard Butler says, well, he convinced me. And he signs on a dotted line. And he, he comes back. He is, he's just is pushing that big American flag up that hill yeah. every day for the rest of his life. <laughs> Uh, should be noted, of course, this movie ends with like a one-on-one fight between uh, Mike Banning and Danny Houston, this giant head. It has a moment I love, which is, of course, like they're both behind the cover, they're both shooting at each other, they both empty their their magazines, and then they just run at each other, and he just <laughs> throws his gun at Danny Houston's head, <laughs> and they get in a knife fight. <laughs> it's really good stuff, man. Movies are magical. Yes. Uh, but like they, he kills the bad guy, and everything's over, and I'm like. How the fuck are there 15 minutes left? <laughs> they have the nerve to have President Morgan Freeman call Vice President Nerd Alert into the office and be like, I knew it was you all along, and they arrest him. like To pretend he wouldn't have been snuffed out in his cell 30 seconds later. Come on. Who, who are we fooling here? Also, it's hard to watch this movie and just not think about what it would be like if it was Trump. I mean, I know that's like the most basic, <laughs> annoying take that everyone said for like four years with movies. But man, it'd be really funny. I'm sorry. God, it's he's... hard to not imagine it. Because <laughs> you know, again, it goes back to that, that joke that Shane Gillis made about how funny it would be for Trump to get assassinated because he'd make a funny noise. 
<laughs> but like, you can think about all the different noises that he would make while Gerard Butler's like throwing him around a room, telling him to get down in the truck. Like, yeah, that's that's the real uh, uh, thing here. I'd have so many more sound effects for my board. Imagining fucking Mike Banning doing the "You finally got out of the closet" line from the second movie to Trump is gonna be what I think about for the next week. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it makes more sense that way. Uh, Angel Has Fallen is a film about reconnecting with your dad and uh, leaving your family for 40 years and then coming back and finally growing the courage to tell your son that you love him once and that's beautiful to me that's what a dad movie is all about is strained relationships with your father being unable to process feelings or communicate your emotion in any meaningful way and both of you just being psychotic rage monsters because you refuse to talk through anything and that's beautiful that's fatherhood and that's love and that's America to me honestly they reconnect for one scene and they're like oh, I shouldn't have left he's like yeah and then he goes and murders <laughs> all of those people in the hospital it's beautiful <laughs> he finally gets his closure and has his father back in his life and then decides to stay in the secret service instead of being at home with his family A plus I gotta tell Ten you stars. like you guys have been talking about this movie for some time and I was like man what the hell has one I'm now that I've seen them I'm so appreciative of them so very we glad that we watched a this. magical journey we really have well we can keep that magical journey going because in fact this magical journey is unstoppable so oh, I think man. that would be a very good next episode I'm in. I haven't seen what? that one yet the fucking train movie yeah the Hell fucking yes. train movie yeah that movie fucking rips dude. yeah I you know believe it or not it was it's, actually, time, it's timely or yeah. rather it won't be in two months well yeah, yeah hey well anyway uh, the other Alex is the one who recommended it so uh oh wait so she also did Dr. Goldfoot in the bikini machine That's the tea, sis.